Hello, greetings, salutations. Welcome to this very, very special edition of the Anyone for Seconds podcast. My name is Dave. Over in the other ear should be. My name is Matt, and I'm in the other ear. Good, good. I'm going to make sure I pan that right to the other ear, just just to really drive the point home, possibly if I can figure out how to do it because I'm not lazy. Anyway, um, I said a special. Uh, recording so we saw the new black adam film earlier and i have many many things to say so black adam we're here to negotiate your peaceful surrender i'm not peaceful nor do i surrender it's his darkness that lets him do what heroes cannot the battle you're meant to fight is upon us. There's no one on this planet that can stop me. Black Adam, Ready PG-13, October 21st. Yes. <laughs> we'll try and keep it... Are we going to go spoiler field or are we going to go... Um, sometimes it's unavoidable, but let's keep it as spoiler-free as possible until the point at which we then declare spoilers, so folk have the option to switch off partway through should they choose to do so lovely cool because i thought we would talk about black adam and then i thought for a little bit afterwards we'll just kind of talk about the state of dc films right now following on from this so let's kick things off so black adam so so black adam's the 2022 uh dc comics movie film starring Dwayne Johnson playing the titular Black Adam who sort of is a anti-hero and the film stars an assortment of other heroes known as the Justice Society who do superhero things and they're a little bit upset that Black Adam's just um, causing havoc by actually sorting out problems just so everyone knew what we were talking about when we kept saying Black Adam it's the name of the film starring The Rock this is the first film that's come out under the brand new Warner Brothers Discovery leadership under um, David Zaslaz. As far as I can tell, there wasn't much meddling from the new regime. There is one major thing that was added, which we'll get onto later, because I'm sure you'll have plenty of things to say about that, Matt. Probably. Maybe not. We won't know until we get there. Did it change the hierarchy of the DC Universe as we know it? What, in terms of power levels or in terms of quality of film? What do you mean? It's what Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been saying all along. That the hierarchy of the DC Universe is about to change with the release of this film. Well, the fact they released what I'm going to call a fairly decent DC movie, I think that does mean the hierarchy has changed a bit. It's proved that you can do a decent DC film without any of the core characters. But interestingly... New Line Cinema, not a Warner Brothers. I was just surprised that New Line Cinema was one of the main companies behind it. I always associate them more with horror films. Yeah, I I assume that's probably where they tried to set it up with The Rock for like 15 years or whatever it was, because let's not forget that this film has been in the making now for like 15 odd years I think he got cast in 2007 or 2008 I want to say as Black Adam oh so do you think it's a contractual thing to go 
Uh, it was originally signed with New Line Cinema, and despite all of the changes in recent years, that contractually they s- still have involvement. Well, that and New Line Cinema is a Warner Brothers venture as well, so it kind of only really makes sense for them, to be honest. Let's let's kind of jump head on into the film. So, Matt, what what did you think of it? Yeah, I, I, it was you know decidedly average in every way, and that's exactly what we needed. I enjoyed really? it. Really? Yeah. Did it, well, we really needed another average film? Yeah. Really? Well, with DC films, they're typical. Yeah, let me just quantify that then. So with DC comic book films, under the Snyder title and there onwards, more often than not, they're just bad. They're just bad films. By this being just an average film, that's ticking so many boxes straight away. Um, (laughs) And arguably it did the Suicide Squad, Task Force X elements better than what some of the Suicide Squad films have as well. Okay, okay, yeah, now I can see your point. Not every film has to be sensational and the best ever film. At the end of the day, it's an origin film. Origin films are boring, but what this did was bring the character to modern day, establishes his power levels and how he fits in with the existing DC uh, characters in universe and world as a whole and sort of has set the groundwork for any subsequent films that he may appear in, either as a solo character or as a uh, cameo appearance. I I think in terms of going new character that nobody's really familiar with uh, movie-wise, yep, tick the boxes, did a good job. The fact it's got Dwayne Johnson behind it will only help box office numbers as well. So I I think it's it's, um, delivered on its mission statement. It's it's got the rock in it and it's and it's made money, which is as good as anything. To be honest, I, you probably could tell sat next to me, Matt. So for listeners at home, we tend to go see some of the more bigger tempo releases together. I want to say, would you agree with that? Yeah, when you get up, yeah, yeah. When when I when I eventually get my ass out of bed, I'm probably the worst person to go to the cinema with because I yes, if I don't like something, you I fidget will like you were during this film. And sigh yes. like you did in this film. <laughs> yes. So in between you um, and the woman next to me on her telephone, chewing her food with her mouth open and that, um, it was a great cinema-going experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologise for nothing. I'm a little bit colder on this film than probably what you are. I don't understand why it exists, except for the star power of having the rock in the film. Well, I could say that about Shazam in general. I could say that about the Suicide Squad. I mean, yeah. I can I most definitely say that about Birds of Prey. That was a vehicle purely for Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, 100%. But the thing is, is that this character isn't... I know Marvel, we're going to be comparing to Marvel a lot here, unfortunately, dear listeners. I, I see, I think, that's where, I think that's where you're going wrong by comparing it to Marvel. Quite possibly. But the thing is, right, is that Marvel have have had this way of managing to introduce these sideline characters that relatively people know of. And I feel like they've earned it. I don't think DC quite yet have earned their stripes enough to possibly warrant a film based around Black Adam. What I would have rather have seen, because as you said previously, it features the Justice Society of America, I would rather have had 
it focused more around them, which arguably the film does for kind of the second act and part of the third act. I'd rather have had the film set around that as opposed to kind of around this one-time, two-time, like, Shazam... Shazam-affiliated, like, antagonist. Yeah, I can see what you're saying, but you're wrong. Following the Justice League (laughs) would have been boring. The Justice League, as they made pains throughout the film to say, is they don't kill. Superheroes they chose to comprise the Justice Society was interesting, but I much prefer Black Adam as sort of the lead or the sole focus of the film as he had he just sort of had a nuance to him where he will kill and he's absolute in his mind but he's doing it for the right reasons you know whereas how often do we get superheroes going oh I don't kill I won't do this I won't do that like the Batman could have saved so many lives by just killing off the Joker that's a, a thing that's bounced around the internet for a long time so actually the best way to portray the Justice Society of America was to show them failing to defeat a threat because they're unable to take appropriate action. Also going in saying we've got three plans, we can talk to him and that's the only way to step him down. And what's the first thing that Hawkman does? He tries to twat him. Well, that's not necessarily <laughs> the best thing. Though arguably, very good depiction of Hawkman. I'm assuming it was meant to be Hawkman. Oh yeah, that was definitely Hawkman because he got the mace out and it made me think of that that quote. I can't remember who said it now, but there was a quote like ages and ages ago going, I, it was this comic book writer going, I love writing Hawkman. Most of Hawkman's problems can be solved by twatting things in the face with a mace. And it's great writing Hawkman because of that. (laughs) Yeah. What I quite liked his depiction is having seen the previous attempts at Hawkman and Hawkgirl in um, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends yeah. of Tomorrow, and I, I was going to call them um, the Smallville show. I, I didn't mean Smallville. I meant the CW. Yeah, they were in Smallville. They were well, also in Smallville. They were yeah. probably bad in that as well. Then I, I haven't seen it, but let's just work on that very safe assumption. I liked in this that actually he's full on metahuman. He he's got strength. He seems to have some sort of healing capacity above a standard human. He's you know had a bit more to him, and I thought that was a much more interesting depiction. Plus, he was he was the boss man. He was in charge. He had this really cool plane thing. He was um, people respected him and that. And I was like, you know what? Well, that's good. Normally, Hawkeye is sort of, to my mind, or Hawkman, to my mind, it's a bit of a side character in the background, and he's just a bit of a joke. Whilst Batman and Superman are at the front there and doing what needs to be done, and he's just flying around in the background. Whereas here, he was like, nah, I'm in charge. This is my ship so on and so forth. I was like, no, that's actually a pretty good depiction. No, that's that's fair. I, I like the team dynamic as a whole. I think Piers Brosnan as Doctor Fate I really, really liked. But the... I think they were kind of trying to position him as a Doctor Strange-like character, which arguably he is. But with the added thing of he, he can predict the future and he can see kind of like things happen in the future I really really liked that I think he was a really good choice for the role and he was pretty good overall to be fair yeah the bit that confused me is that like every time you touch the helmet you get a vision of the future and I'm like so what happens when he picks it up and he's wearing it is he not constantly just getting visions of the future thereby unable to focus on the present but maybe that's just me not understanding but no I did like um Pierce Brosnan's portrayal. It's still funny though when you get him in his full CG suit. 
uh, I couldn't help but laugh because he's like super ripped and hench and cut, which Piers Brosnan just isn't. He's a, he's, <laughs> he's a, really not, is he? he no. He's a slightly older gentleman now, very classical and refined. He he is not a thirty-something muscled bound. Well, he's not the Rock. Let's put it. No, like that. I was going to say he's definitely not the Rock. No, God no. Okay, okay <laughs> then. Whilst we're speaking about the Rock, I really liked how they made him smaller in yeah. certain scenes and flashbacks. I was like, yes. And even then, he was still bigger than most people. Yeah, <laughs> you, that was... You use CG to make the rock smaller, and then he still looks like a really large, muscle-bound person. Mm. <laughs> Which I thought you was can't, funny. You can't argue with the fact that he definitely has a he has a presence on, on screen. He is big, and he's like... Them muscles, you know, muscles, you know. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has a presence on screen for sure. It's weird. The intro to the film, we're going to get a little bit spoilery now. Are, are, are we are we ready to go into spoiler things? There's nothing else you want no, to cover. Maybe not actually. I felt like it was very disjointed, kind of. Well, that's because it's a simple backstory, so you need to use best displayed by doing it in flashback throughout the film because otherwise it's like the 45 second here is why he got his powers ta-da straight into present day so that few minute kind of intro sequence at the start just felt really really weird editing weird obviously they had more footage which obviously they put in later throughout the film but I don't think we kind of we needed it because pretty much everything is kind of given in during the rest of the film you know, I don't think there was a lot of need for it. So, would you have started the film in modern day with the, with uh, purely at the modern day part, um, with them traveling out to the ruins? Yeah. You, you you would have started there with a preamble in the city on the way out to the ruins, and you wouldn't have had any yeah. of the flashbacks full stop until he was ready to tell the story of the flashback. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have started it there. I would have started it in the modern day, and then as we learn more about the legend and stuff have that more intersped through the film because all of that up the front is just so kind of there's a lot but there isn't it's really the way it's edited is just fucking weird and really disjointed and it doesn't flow right it just feels really bitty whereas as you see the shots later on in the film where it's edited in where they're kind of explaining more about the Black Adam character the Teth Adam I should say you kind of learn more about it as you see a bit more of it because in places it felt like I was just watching the same stuff again I was like well I already know this although there's a bit more elaboration there I just felt like that if they're going to explain it later on anyway just just keep it there you know? I'm cu- curious if that was a studio thing to tack that on the front maybe again I don't know who comprised test audiences but I can only assume they are some of the stupidest people on the planet and thereby they oh, probably yeah. said so uh, what's going on? And it's like, did you even watch the fucking film? I can only assume it was a studio attacking out on the front then after the fact, perhaps. And maybe I'm mistaken. Probably, because we have to remember that this film was due in July and it got moved because of the Warner Brothers Discovery merger to October because they felt like they could make the films even better, quote-unquote. 
I remember reading a couple of bits online anyway that test screenings were coming out. They were rating it out of 10. They were giving it about a 5 or a 6 anyway, test screen audiences. Obviously, we don't know how relative that is to the film, the finished product mm. that we've just seen at the cinema, but... Yeah, so, so I'd, give this, I'd give this like a solid seven. Like I said, it's it does what it needed to do. I wasn't expecting something like a Justice League kind of grand scale sort of thing, but we'll move into spoilers slowly, but I did say to oh uh, yeah, typical third act. Before we get into spoilers, we'll, we'll, we'll just wrap up kind of general feelings before we get into there so people can tune out and then tune back in or what uh, have you. I, I I liked the it wasn't in America. Okay, okay. Um, I would give it a solid <laughs> you, you, five. You just you're just instantly brushing past that statement. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I I I, I want to get into it, but we'll we'll get into it in a moment because we'll wrap up properly in a moment and then we'll, okay. we'll get into spoilers. Yeah, I'd give oh. it a solid five or six. A lot of it, I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't that. You know, um, even with kind of the story production behind it, and as nice as obviously the CGI looks, which is a breath of fresh air, by the way, looking at actual polished CG. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see where they go with it, but I, I, I honestly don't know. But, but we'll see. Anyway, for those of you who want to avoid spoilers, we'll see you in a bit because we're going to come back. Okay, so skip forward. There'll be it'll be a timestamp in the. Uh, in the episode notes. Alright, see you later. Yes, let's let's get into it. So you so you were saying it's not set in America. Yeah, I quite like that it's not in America. It's nice just that it's set somewhere different. You see different people, different ways mm. of life, and maybe it makes it more obvious that they're being oppressed by then essentially what looked to be American military presence. Though they weren't ever specified as being American, but there was definitely a military oppressing force in this region. I just liked that it wasn't America. Yeah, I'm assuming they're kind of trying to draw parallels with a lot of the stuff that's currently ongoing in the Middle East and American intervention in the Middle East, which we're not going to get into because we're not the right people to kind of talk about that. But I'm assuming that's the parallels they're they're drawing. Well, it wasn't so because later on throughout the film that the main female lead character calls out the Justice League, Justice Society League of America, whatever going oh so you turn up when someone comes here to save us and they're referencing Black Adam but the whole time we've been oppressed for the last 20 years and that you're just going to turn a blind eye and they just stand there like oh fuck this is awkward Ooh. <laughs> the two new people and the team are in the background going oh shit oh shit no I, I liked I liked that it was set elsewhere 
I don't mm. know if it's a real world place or not. Probably not. I don't know. I'm assuming it's comic-y. I'm assuming I don't, I don't know. I'm not too familiar with the character. You're probably right. It's probably not real because DC always use fictional names for their locations, don't they? Whereas Marvel set in real world. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I liked that. I liked um, surprise cameo of the actor that was the Atom who you see via telephone. I was just like, ha, that's funny. Wonder why that happened. I'm not going to lie, that, that made me groan. I was annoyed by that because... You would be. It was so unexpected on Les Field. <laughs> it was like, what? Yeah. So they're clearly, I'm hoping it's not just like a joke or a gag and they're actually going to do something. We're not going to spoil that cameo because that cameo you might get some joy out of that if you're listening yeah, to yet yeah if, it. if if you're not Dave you'll get joy out of it I, I kind of just went huh that's amusing and I moved on with it but I was a bit perplexed by the Atom character in this film being called Atom Smasher I'm like why is he called Atom Smasher and not just the Atom just bemused me a little bit didn't really do much in the film added some comic relief but at least it wasn't too heavy handed I didn't think too much of Windy Gal, Hurricane Lady Red Tornado, whatever her name was yeah, sure. I like the way I like the way they put her powers on screen her interactions as well the Atom's interactions were all perfectly fine with everybody else I kind of just looked at her and went really? really? you could have just sent Hawkman and Doctor Fate to fight Black Adam, you didn't need to support characters for them, like script wise or plotting wise, to be fair. But I think it was to show competent superhero characters in an expanded, expanded world without a load of aggro or backlash. It's going, Justice Society is a thing. Here are some of the members. They take in new members all the time. No ways, let's get up and running. They don't all need backstories and origins and that. Hmm fine works for me works for me that's that's fine yeah i liked i liked the the inclusion of the justice society because like like you said if we're still going to be continuing it in the canon of the dceu which we're going to come on to in a little bit um it's nice to see that they've uh they're expanding out everything and it's not just the justice league it feels a shame to kind of I'm hoping they bring back massive spoiler by the way. I'm kind of hoping they do more with the Doctor Fate character, whether Yeah, of course they will. I'm I'm hoping so because it seems like a rather unceremonious ending. Well, you know the rule in Hollywood, if there isn't anybody, they're not dead. True, true. They just throw money at it and it'll be a clone or or no, he'll just say reboot. he'll just say wherever the helmet come from they could tell I was in danger and they summoned me there to heal me or some bollock shit like that it'd be some some blah blah like that he was like wait you assumed I was dead I was disintegrating myself to a hospital bed to get treatment you know it'd be some silliness like that I think really the thing for me where I kind of went ugh and I knew it was going to happen because of the way they'd set up the main villain was that it was going to be a CG monster fight but let's be fair. Who who else could you have fight Black Adam and you take it seriously? Everybody standing next to him looks tiny, so anything that's going to look huge next to him is going to be a CG monster character. But I kind of wish there's a little bit more 
it was like he 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 come back as a CG monster character, uh, generic bad guy, weasel guy, come back as CG monster character. Now it's like, don't let me on the throne. I'm like, wait, did I miss that line of ex- uh, exploratory dialogue where sitting on the throne amps up their powers even more so? Because it seems that he's pretty powerful already. Yeah, I think I must have missed that as well because when he was there going, don't let him get to the throne, don't let him get to the throne. And I was a bit like, well, well, why? Maybe we both missed it because it wasn't there. Possibly. I think that's more likely the case. The CG actually didn't look bad. It actually looked finished, um, which is which is pleasant. The only times it looked a bit hokey was right at the start in the slow-mo sequences on some of yep. the shots where they were um, moving around the rock at a few odd angles. Where I was like, mm, that's a little bit hokey. But other than that, it looked pretty solid. So, I'm, again, I can only assume that after the merger where you talked about them working on a bit more... I assume they either brought on more CG people or they went to the people that are probably working on the crush anyway and then whipped them harder to, to just improve <laughs> it that extra little bit. Because I dare say they looked at the flack that Marvel's taken recently over its TV shows going, yeah. CG's a bit poor, and they looked at their film and went, oh shit, we're going to have to try a bit harder, aren't we? One of the things I liked was The Rock's costume, how shit it was, and there was an in-story reason for it being quite shitty until the very end where it, it looked comic book accurate and it was that he wasn't worthy and he sort of summoned the suit himself and it it's implied that he has been blocked access to the full amount of power and righteousness or however you want to describe it but again going as i said to you at the time it's like got all these wizards so the rocks responsible for there only being one wizard in shazam essentially that they all got lightning fingered I mean I I would guess so that's certainly what it seems to be saying I was just going to say I, I would have assumed that we'll see The Rock fight Shazam when the wizards discover that Black Adam's back they'll telephone up Shazam in one of his films and go shit this guy that we put in prison for being a dickhead is now out of prison can you go sort him out to which I'm just going to laugh my ass off at the rock curb stomping Zachary Levi for two hours we should have had the Shazam film by now Shazam was supposed to be out in December it may still even have a reference in that because the wizards are back in that aren't they despite them being dead hmm so I think there is a good chance that because they've kind of turned around and said we're going to make these films quote unquote better that they will put more explicit references into Shazam uh, yeah. I think it's called Fury of the Gods I can't remember now it's been such a long time since yeah. I've read anything about does, it does, doesn't matter I'm not going to watch it um, I thought it would have been funny in this film that when they're like if you say Shazam you'll lose your powers it would have been funny if he said Shazam and then he didn't lose his powers and he was still just the rock standing there like <laughs> like yeah there is no alter ego for me it is just me I thought that would have been a funny little turn which they should have kept in arguably that probably would have been funnier than the than the entire film because for me a lot of the humour just fell flat on its face it's just like it's it was trying too hard to try and have hit these these funny moments and I know the cinema was laughing but I well again I'm curious if if they had funnier takes and then they've cut them to go no actually we want this to be a bit more serious 
or because The Rock can do funny and he can be quite funny in a lot of things so I, I'm curious if they were like no we want this to be relatively light hearted but to be because he's sort of an anti-hero we want it to be a little darker but not dark dark we mm. just want to picture that kind of leveled thing in subsequent films we could give him a bit more humour and mm. stuff after the fact I, yeah. I'm assuming that's the thing because also you go if he's been in prison for 5,000 years he learned the language pretty quick in the space of a couple of minutes I'm going to put that down to wizard magic Magic. it'll take time for him to adjust to the culture perhaps uh, maybe that's the reason um, but also I kind of didn't want a lot of humour in it I don't doesn't need a lot of humour it's not appropriate for the characters or the story if you're going the anti-hero route which this film was kind of trying to do you don't want humour and you don't want like a light tone you want a darker tone apparently there is an R-rated cut of this film which the kills are much gorier supposedly you could could tell earlier on in the slow-mo in the slow-mo sequence where they are disintegrating I'm like yeah, I bet you as a few extra seconds in all of those disintegrations and kills and that. Yeah, or when he's dropping them and shocked. smashing them. No, I was like, this is fucking excellent. Carry on, mate. Oh, yeah. I just, again, I I'm sh- so disappointed nowadays that he doesn't do the people's elbow anymore. That would have just, <laughs> that would have just summed it up. Um, but then, <laughs> but then also I quite like how he finished off the, the big boss at the end. I'm like, yep, sold. Well, you put him in a sleeper hold, right? To be honest, I thought it was going to be a bit like Tenacious D going, ah, you fucker, you broke off my horn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, actually, <laughs> he, he, he won up to that. And I was like, yeah, nice. Good use of Amanda Waller. Just every time she appears, you're just like, yeah, she knows her character. She's got that down. Yeah, I kind of like her. I really like them using her as the anti-Nick Fury. I'm I'm fine with that. If that's the way if that's the way they're gonna keep going with that character, I'm absolutely fine with yeah. it to be honest, because it makes DC sense. at this point need to kind of differentiate themselves from the competition. Yeah. Well I kind of like as well that she, she basically called up the Justice Society go, I actually need help taking out this big threat because she clearly looked at her prison logs and went right Harley Quinn no she can't do much against the demigod uh, Deadshot no he won't be much good either Killer Croc no he won't be much good fuck I'm going to have to outsource this one to people of actual meta, meta <laughs> abilities shall we shall we address the big elephant in the room the the post credit scene well yeah the only person that wouldn't make that that the rock doesn't make look small yeah, <laughs> Henry Cavill so, <laughs> yeah I was like, so, good. That was probably a reshoot, but I liked it. Yeah, it was. It was a reshoot, funnily enough. But you know what? That means that they do listen to me, and we do want Henry Cavill back. Like, don't, don't, don't just cut him out because he was in a few films that you didn't like. He is a good actor. He is a good Superman. Just give him the right material to work with. And I liked how he just turned up and straight away that was Superman. It was like. So I hear you've been uh, putting the world on edge a bit. Can, can we have a chat? I liked that. <laughs> you know, if it's Zack Snyder, he would have dropped in and then straight over and tried to headbutt and punch him, whereas he actually dropped in Superman style just to have a casual chat and go, hey, I'm, I'm Superman. Let's have a chinwag. 
So I was reading about this earlier. Supposedly, it was originally they'd shot the scene, mm. but supposedly it was again it was going to be a headless Superman, and it, really? because it was Walter Hamada who was the former head of DC, he was resisting against the idea. Because supposedly he had plans for the Superman character, but it seems like actually with the new with the new regime in place, was it him? Um, sorry, who wanted to bring in to do uh, to do um, a black Superman with um, what was the actor's name? He's play he plays Creed now. Uh, Michael um, B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Was was it him who was trying to push that? Like um, I was down, I was down for the idea and exploration, but I was kind of like, give Henry a chance. <laughs> you can he, have multiple people play these characters. You don't have to do them one at a time. Come on. He was the guy who was trying to reboot the DC universe in a way that a lot of people were pissed off about. But I think me and you, I think we were quite positive on it because spinning out from the Flash, they were going to kind of. Basically, the Trinity was going to be Supergirl, Batgirl, and Wonder Woman, kind um, of spinning out of the Flash. I wouldn't have minded that, but mm. again, I like Batfleck. I like Henry Cavill as Superman, and seeing him there is like good. That that's that that secured him for at least another feature appearance in another film, even if it's the Black Adam sequel. Hell, maybe we'll yeah. actually see his face in the Shazam thing. Where he just turns up the end to go look to go look guys to to Shazam and friends. I don't know what the wider group's called. Can I call them the Shazams plural? What I they think called? it's just the Shazam family. I think they're literally just called the Shazam family. Okay. Well, anyway, I assume he's going to crop up the end of that and go. Look, guys, when you have to do all this shit, can you not destroy entire cities? I've taken a lot of <laughs> bad PR for that, and I want to instill him to use a little bit of wisdom. Like I'm hoping he'll just crop up at the end of that for like a cameo or part way through like maybe he's having like I don't know ice cream with the Shazam or something or yeah. maybe it start maybe it starts with them finishing the meal in the canteen at the school picks up straight away where the last one left off and it'd be nice for Henry to actually be there well I think I think I'm being too wishful there but nah, I did I'm like that if... he was there okay what well, is this going to be the end of spoiler territory? Do you think? Uh, is there anything else I want to talk about that's spoilery? Plot was pretty much run by the numbers. Oh look, there's yeah. an insurgent agent within the group who's clearly the bad guy that no one else knows is the bad guy who wants the MacGuffin. Clearly, he's related to the guy with the MacGuffin. All right, okay, fine. I've seen that before. And again, even at the start of the film where it's got the boy child, and you're like, oh, the boy must be who. Who the rock morphed into, and I'm like, no, clearly the other guy's the rock, even though they've made him look less muscly. That guy there, who they've deliberately not shown the face of, is clearly the rock. Um, <laughs> so that, that wasn't even a twist for me. I was like, no, clearly that's the rock. But I did like when they showed the boy in his Shazam form that he looked like yeah. a Shazam, and when it transferred over to the rock, and he then took all the powers and that. After he killed some people, he straight away couldn't get into the full uniform. It was like the wizards were blocking him from a gain and a full power or fully representing, and that's why his suit and that was dirty and not in the true manner of which you'd expect. Whereas by the end of the film, where he's reborn, he's deemed worthy. 
and he gets the correct costume. I thought, no, that's a nice little touch. It's, mm. it's the little things, in it? But I, I'll tell you the other bit I liked. The one he broke out of the cryopod. Anybody that's not seen a film and listens to this, you're thinking, fuck, cryopod, what's he talking about? Anyway, when he breaks out of the cryopod and he's getting Pierce Brosnan giving him a giving him a uh, motivational speech, I liked how even 5,000-year-old, not massive rock, just medium-sized rock, still took out four or five armed guards <laughs> to swim to the surface. I was like, see, he doesn't even need his powers here. He can boss them all. I was like, it's that's true. cool. I like true. that. Uh, I, I don't, very, very I don't really have too much else to say. Other than, do you want to have a guess who are in all those other pods? Did you know some of the pods were small, but a couple of the pods were absolutely huge? Hmm, I did like, wonder that. I would imagine that when that comes out on uh, digital, there's going to be lots of people um, f- pausing and zooming in, trying to figure yeah. out who it is. I did wonder that. I was trying to see, but it just kind of went past so fast. It was like, hmm, okay. Well, I'm assuming that... Well, I don't I don't even know. I don't even... I'm assuming that possibly Doomsday... The body of Doomsday is probably in one of them somewhere. I don't know. Well, we could still pretend that that didn't happen. Batman vs Superman. Let's just pretend that that didn't happen at all. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I mean, overall, it was kind of meh. I didn't know what to expect. I expect uh, maybe I expected a little bit more, but overall, I was just really cold on it. I mean, it kind of picked up more towards the end, and I think that's oh. basically because of the dynamics of the Justice Society of America. But I'm just, I, d- I don't know why this film exists. I, I tell you, I really what, don't know why. The, there must be a lot of footage on the cutting room floor because in the trailer, do you remember him flying between two? aeroplanes and then just like tapping on one of the wings and exploding it he's like flying in a straight line and there's two planes either side of him saying pull over or stop being a baddie or something and he like literally holds his arm out and just taps one of the wings and the plane like spins and explodes from the trailer um, and it's like yeah vaguely yeah because that wasn't in the film You wonder why I always dress in black Why you never see bright colors on my back And why does my appearance seem to have a somber tone Well, there's a reason for the things that I have on I wear the black for the poor and the beaten down Living in the hopeless, hungry side of town I wear it for the prisoner who has long paid for his crime, but is there because he's a victim of the time. I wear the black for those who've never read or listened to the words that Jesus said. Yes, welcome back to the spoiler-free zone. We'll make vague references if we do go into spoiler territory again. The, the big question at the moment which I've seen bandied about a lot is which um, continuity is this set in so for clarification with this brand new regime change there's rumours that they're going to be bringing back the Snyder stuff which is fine you know you, you had a tone there and you completely ignored it whatever fine you, you do you Warner Brothers 
but um, the big rumour at the moment is that they're disregarding the theatrical version of the Justice League and they're now going to set in that the quote unquote Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be the new canon version and I was trying to figure it out during the film which kind of where it would be set and also as well The Rock has described this as like a phase one of like the new upcoming DC films I'm kind of interested to, to see where that goes I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it what do, you, what do you think? Well, it makes perfect sense. If if like if you want to say that the Snyder Cut is what occurred in the Justice League, firstly, that's because it's true. Um, but secondly, that gives them more story things. They now know, well, technically, we could work towards Darkseid again and all of that without having to reintroduce him from scratch. We can go, no, this is following on from the Snyder Cut they can still build towards that if they want to they could have him as a threat in the background again if they want to they can reference him in say a Green Lantern film or anything again if they want to if they don't have to um, it also again if they intend to do a, a Justice League film in the future they could pick up those existing storylines but then take them off in a slightly different angle rather than saying Superman goes bad he doesn't have to you know visions of the future it's vision of one potential future you know because flash timey-wimey stuff I'm, I'm fine with them wanting to instill that as canon like I said the uh, Black Adam is lighter than what we've seen in previous DC Snyder films like firstly visually like it doesn't have that heavier of a filter on the camera also sort of plot and story wise and I'm I'm fine with that if they don't go as light as Shazam which for me was just too childish like it that that felt like this is a one one film in isolation I can't see how that fit in with everything else whereas if they were I can see how Black Adam would fit into the wider world but again the wider world can be a bit lighter in tone it doesn't have to be a hundred percent doom and gloom it can be only 60 percent doom and gloom and i think that's a much better thing rather than just going oh we need to do a hard reset so no just take with what you've got and just move things ever so slightly in a direction and see what happens just explore it a bit more and i think that's possibly what we're going to get especially as they don't know how they can even release a fucking flash film now so I'm never going to get to see Michael Keaton as Batman again until I put on the Blu-ray of the 1989 film. As much as I'd like that, if 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 um, if um, Batfleck's going to stay around a while and appear in more things as cameos and do stuff, I'm all for that. I liked his Batman. I'm fine with that. Yeah, just let them do what they want to do and let's see what happens. I, I actually don't really want a universe reset because this film fits in and works okay you go well we never heard of the Justice Society before doesn't mean they didn't exist in the Snyder films does it the only things about the Snyder films that struck that the world wasn't familiar with was aliens that was news to them but they're aware of metahumans to a degree because Lex Luthor is building up a, a little booklet on them and you can kind of just go from Superman revealing himself to world and aliens from that point all the matter humans just come out of the woodworks and become less hidden because he was a symbol for them to do as such 
And if you go the Man of Steel was what, 2013, even in universe you go, that's been 10, 15 years. That's more than enough time for all these characters to have established themselves and, and crop mm. up. And, and arguably, they could have been happening all over the world and just not in that particular bit of America. You go, well, what about Pierce Brosnan's character? You go, he's fucking Irish. Why would he be in America? Doesn't have to be in America to do his Doctor Fate stuff. And again, he talks about potential futures, so maybe he'll with the future. No, I'm mm. I'm I'm fine with it. Let, let let them do that they want and see where we go. Just if they're going to do film stories in isolation, tonally they just need to be in the middle. They can't be too light-hearted and they can't be too dark because otherwise they don't fit in. If you then want to integrate those characters, or conversely, mm. you do those stories as well. No, this is a worlds of DC story that doesn't fit in with any sort of main thing. This is just a, a one shot. So like the Batman or Joker and hopefully they don't make Joker 2 because um, 1 was plenty D- didn't need a sequel I think a sequel sequel would be detrimental because you know we're, we're getting a sequel right they're, they're going to start filming soon you, you are aware of this aren't you oh I am very aware of that and again I assume <laughs> it's all just going to be hallucination in his mind whilst he sat in the asylum who who knows at this point? I largely agree with you on the majority of it. I don't know if I want a shared DC universe. Again, it can be a shared universe, but it doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be a Justice League level. Let's get every yeah. single character in it. It could just be. Oh look, Batman's over there. Oh look, so, like arguably, it makes sense for Superman to crop up and everything, even if it's just checking in and going, "Hey guys, you're all right. I can travel around the world in less than ten seconds because I am Superman." I'm fine with that. Like, arguably, I was surprised he didn't check in a bit earlier in the film. But I, I agree with you with that 100. percent I don't, I don't think I want a Justice League where they come together to fight the big, massive Justice League type. What what has now been coined Avengers level threat, or in this case, Justice League level threat. Like I say, if yeah. they want to reference other characters or you know events of other films, that's fine. I don't think I want the big crossover team up. I want small individual stories but they're actually like good <laughs> you know yeah. I part of me really wishes that um, George Miller managed to do his Justice League Mortal film because that was going to be a really interesting way of telling the DC story because I don't know if you're aware Matt and we may have already covered this on the previous DC episode yeah yeah we have yeah so for people who are unaware, George Miller was due to direct... They got as far as like they were about to start production, but they couldn't start production for whatever reason. The way they were going to do it was that Justice League Mortal was going to be the big first film in a universe, and then they spin the characters out of that film, which I think is quite a good... It's a different way of doing it, because we always assume now that every every universe has to do it the Marvel way it doesn't, it's just no. because that's worked previously and they earned it because they had the 10 years but, or so, you know, the couple of years preceding but let's face it, the way that Marvel did it is they started with Iron Man Captain America and Thor they were mm. using characters that weren't in the public consciousness like, yeah. like in terms of the wider public, like a few people may go oh, I remember Captain America or I remember Incredible Hulk but they weren't in the public consciousness whereas Superman because of the 1970s film 
is in the public consciousness. Batman mm. is in the public consciousness from Adam West portraying him in the 60s to live action films haven't occurred before um, again same with Wonder Woman she was in the public consciousness from the 1970s show there's enough in there that enough of the public would be aware of them like even mm. if you was doing them this day and age you'd go well, it would be mums and dads going oh I remember that when I was a kid I'll take my kids to see that it would have been fine setting them off with a big film to start with yeah. and then working in the solo ones whereas if they were to do like an Avengers level film Marvel wise you'd be like the public would be like, I've never heard of Iron Man. I've never heard of Black Widow. Oh, I remember the Hulk from the 70s show, but not that 70s show from the show in the 70s. So, yeah, I, I, I think they can just do whatever they want, really, and it'll be fine. They just need to aim to do a decent film. They don't need to do anything exceptional. Just doing solid, decent films can yeah. consistently now will pay dividends. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. As long as they have a set path and trajectory that they want to go down, because the DCEU, in its modern current format, is this really weird shifting, changing. As we've learnt over the past kind of ten years, it's changing and evolving, and it's uh... they they knee jerk every time they do something. Yeah, exactly. They knee jerk in a different direction. Whereas they should just do a slight course correction. Yeah, yeah. Either either double down on it to go. This is what we're doing. Accept it, because like they, they talked about the justice, uh, the Justice League film, um, as if it was a failure. It made a billion dollars, not as much as what they wanted, but that's still massively profitable. And yet their reaction was, "Oh shit! Oh shit! What do we do? What do we do? What do we do?" It's like, yeah, you made a fuckload of money. Don't be so greedy. <laughs> well. We we'll, we all know that money talks in Hollywood, unfortunately. So spinning off from Black Adam, kind of, I think the future is a bit brighter at DC. It's too bright because Shazam's going to be the next film, and that that's going to suck balls. But, but don't forget, they're they're going to make those films even better under the new Warner Brothers Discovery regime. Don't forget, they're already good films because they've already seen them. They they're just making them better. Uh, okay. I'm still not sure. I still think he's trying to destroy the company from within so he can sell it <laughs> off um, bit by bit. And I think, again, the thing that did Black Adam favours was that it cast Dwayne Johnson. I, I, I honestly think that's one of the key factors that helped push it. If you'd cast an unknown in that role, we would have been walking away from that going, that's bad. The Rock carries it on his yeah. huge shoulders. He's many, many broad muscles and yeah. shoulders and such like. Mm. <laughs> I think we've we've pretty much exhausted the topic here. So, Black Adam is out now in cinemas. Let let me know what you think. Like I say, I'm I'm really curious about the opinions on this one because, like I say, I was quite cold on it. Matt seems to have enjoyed it a bit more than what I did, but yeah, I'm very very intrigued to see your opinions about this. Yeah, but I'm not running and raving. I'm like it was a solid film That that's all I'll stretch to on that I'm not Yeah. and sometimes all you need is a solid film doesn't have to be the bestest movie film ever I'll let you know after next week's episode when, when I've watched the Yogi Bear movie and I'll let you know if I agree with that statement <laughs> well that's hardly going to be a good film now is it Uh, we'll, we'll see who can tease who can tease that's the next episode <laughs> anyway 
let's wrap it up. So thanks very much for listening. Um, like I say, very curious to hear people's opinions on this. Uh, why don't you get in contact with us? We're over on Twitter as at anyone podcast. We're on Facebook as well. Search for us. You will find us. Go on, leave us a comment. Go on, engage with the algorithms and stuff. You know, it's, it's, it'll be good. It's good, isn't it? Longer rants, rambles, and considerations can be sent via email to anyoneforseconds at gmail.com. There's the occasional Twitch stream as well. They're becoming a bit more imminent, as you've probably seen over the last couple of days. A couple more test streams going up, just finalising a couple of things. Hopefully, going to become a more regular thing. That's over at twitch.tv forward slash anyone podcast. More importantly, though, leave us a like rating review on your podcast platform of choice, preferably iTunes or anything like that, so we can, you know help grow the podcast and we can get more ears on this weird and wonderful thing. Also, I've mentioned it in the upcoming side order, but if you've noticed a remarkable quality increase in my vocals, it's because I've got a lovely brand new microphone. Listen, listen how crisp it is. Can you can you hear that, Matt? How crisp Crispy. is that mic? Oh, well, again, so, I don't know because I'm listening to you over... Um, <laughs> over the internet I haven't actually heard the raw recording I assume it's sensational oh oh it's amazing and do you know why it's so sensational Matt uh, are we sponsored no it's because a very very lovely listener gave anyone for seconds a lovely donation and using those donations I don't talk about it very often but we do actually have a donation link which everything that from that donation link goes back into the running of the show and because of a very wonderful donation I managed to upgrade this lovely microphone so thank you very much to that person who donated you they know who you are I'm not going to name you because you may be embarrassed but should you really really want to donate it's not mandatory but you can there is a link it's streamlabs.com forward slash anyone podcast it's not mandatory but heavily required <laughs> it all goes it back into the running of the show, buying equipment and towards the films that I want to cover later on. Oh, it's a bit of lightning outside. I better wrap this up quick. Uh, um, yeah, anyway. I, I was looking outside the window thinking what's happening outside here. Even over the power of the internet, I'm sort of looking outside going, oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> we should probably leave people with a clip of music or something. Any ideas, Matt? Because, I mean. I don't really want to leave people with music from like... Uh, you don't want to leave them with know. music from the Black Adam film. So yeah, I recommend we leave them with some John Williams because he started off the whole DC boom with his score from the 1978 film Superman. Alright, we'll do that then. Sorry. Yeah, because in, in lieu of anything else, <laughs> that's the best I can come up with. Either that or Danny Elfman and 1989's Batman theme. We've already done Either. that. We've done that. <laughs> I, I know we've done that, and it bears no resemblance or bears no link to this film at all, but I just like it. No, fair. All right, then. We'll do that. I'll pick one of those, or maybe both. Who knows? You'll see when this goes out. Anyway, thanks again. Stay safe. You got this.
tell them the man in black sent you. <laughs>